welcome to the podcast to relax slash study to. The film podcast. The film podcast to relax slash study to. Here we are, back again after a couple months hiatus. couple months, maybe like one month. Okay, one month hiatus. I guess we're always on hiatus. Anyway, we're back, ready to chit-chat about our Spooktober viewings and uh, some fun stuff at TIFF that we did. Like TIFF the building, not TIFF the festival. We already talked about TIFF the festival. So. Yeah, we already gave you the three-week-late episode on that. <laughs> when it was no longer relevant. Yes, we are going to talk about TIFF Member Appreciation Weekend and the new Varda Lounge, which we uh, went to the public launch of. Mm-hmm. However, you felt that maybe it wasn't so public. Perhaps we weren't supposed to be there at all. <laughs> That's kind of what it felt like. So it's on the third floor of the TIFF building. It used to be like the blue lounge or something. Um, but they've like rebranded it and revamped it as the Varda lounge. And like, I feel like now I, I feel like I never went to the previous lounge, like maybe a couple of times, but it was always like for an event. But I don't think I ever just like went to like hang out there. That hallway that you have to go through to get to it, it does not look very inviting. Like it doesn't look like there's anything back there before. Yeah. I mean, now it kind of does because I feel like they've sort of like done it up a bit more. But yeah, I think before it was just sort of like you wouldn't necessarily know anything was back there unless you knew. And I don't know, like I can't remember what the hours were for its like previous iteration and then I can't remember if it was like a member exclusive space, whereas like now like anybody can go, but there's just like a member discount. So I, yeah, like I don't, I don't think I ever really went to the blue lounge except for a couple of times for like events, because I think you could just like book it as an event space. So, but yeah, like it is quite a nice space and they've like redone it very nicely as well. Um, And I think like, there's just more promotion about, you know, yeah, that yeah. it exists. <laughs> Cameron Bailey draws some stacks on it. So he wants people to show up. I would imagine. So anyway, so we went to this like opening, I guess sort of like the public open, because I think over the festival it opened, but it's just for like high roller members of which we are not. So we went I guess, I don't know, it must have been in October. We went to the public opening, but it didn't feel like a public opening. Like it felt like <laughs> it was sort of Cameron Bailey and Friends kind of vibe. Like people were like really dressed up and there was like a speech. I don't know if it was planned or not, but Cameron Bailey made a speech. There was a piano player. Like it was it was actually quite nice, but it just felt like people were really fancy and I was not dressed accordingly for like a sort of cocktail style party. <laughs> I was just a member of the public there for free food and drinks. So, but yeah, I mean, they had it in their like um, whatever, like member newsletter. Like that's how I found out about it. And I was just like, OK, well, I'm a member. 
you're telling me that I can go, so I'm going to go. Why not? But yeah, it kind of felt like it was not really a public event. It was more of like <laughs> a private event. So it was very packed. It was very packed. Yeah, very packed. And yeah, it felt a bit like, I don't know, there were like cool looking people there. And then I was there. You are cool. You need to, this is just a perspective problem. We were meant to be there. <laughs> we were invited anyway. by the newsletter. <laughs> I was invited by a generic newsletter that <laughs> I received because I paid for a membership. There was free food there. Yeah, free food, free drinks. No, oh no, the I, drinks were not free. Yeah, I think we both had champagne that we paid for. No, didn't or, we not have champagne? No, there was champagne. We had uh, cocktails. Yeah, we had cocktails and there was like free glasses of champagne in the little lobby right. area outside, but we didn't really clue into that and like some sort of chocolate. But no one, as we walked in, like, said please take a glass yeah of this. there's a table full of champagne yeah. and chocolates from the place you love on our street or yeah. the street near us that yeah, we've been to west. once yeah and we walked by made eye contact with the people at this table and they said nothing to us they said nothing and, and so we, we just continued. kept walking and then ran into that former colleague who didn't recognize me i had to reintroduce didn't myself recognize to them me either and i yeah. kept walking and didn't <laughs> you say kept anything. walking and i had a conversation with this person who was like i don't remember you and i said we used to work together and i still don't know if that person remembered me but anyway that was a nice moment <laughs> i guess yeah i was definitely on the line of the oh hey yeah yeah but i don't see how she would not remember you considering the size of the organization yeah exactly and like yeah and you stuff know happens who knows anyway she like we haven't worked together for i don't know yes a long time four or five years but uh yeah. <laughs> but then it's always, I don't know, whenever I'm in those situations, I'm just like, well, I don't want to pretend that I don't know you because that's weird. But I like cannot enter this space without like directly interacting with you because that person was like working the you door. The essentially. Of this <laughs> so I so I felt like I had to say something, but uh yeah, slightly awkward, but whatever. I don't know. I'm awkward. So it was alpha of you to say what you said to her and then continue on. <laughs> you were you were in the power position. So we well, went I'm trying in. to be a business lady and like, you know, network or whatever, whatever. So And you did. And we went into this quite small space would be my first <laughs> uh, reaction. I thought it would be a lot bigger. It's quite small. But I guess at the time it was full of people. So that made it feel even smaller. Yeah. And they also like their, those chairs, which are quite comfortable, but they're massive. Those like sort of loungy chairs that they have. They're huge. They take up so much space. And so like that takes up a lot of sort of real estate, I guess, on the floor. So it felt quite cramped. And then I guess there was like no like coat rack or anything. So like everyone's holding their coats awkwardly or I guess like all the fancy people maybe like took cars to get there. And so they didn't even need to wear a coat. Or they're Cameron Bailey and he just left his coat in his office. Yeah. So. His presidential suite. His, pre in the his pres tower. presidential office. Yeah. So free, not free drinks, cocktail. It was pretty good. I remember, I don't really recall what we ordered, but I just remember it being very good on both ends. Yeah. I, yeah. I had like the French 75 or something. I don't know, but it was good. Whatever it was, I liked it. And we were crushing some of the free hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. I had a bunch of those like cucumber things. They were pretty good. Uh, they were. And then I there liked. was 
those like round croissants that really have been enticing me and have lodged themselves in my brain. Yeah, we did not have but them. It didn't really feel like the vibe to order a croissant at this drinks. Yeah, like cocktail a five o'clock hour. cocktail. <laughs> so, so I was have a to big go back boy and I refused. Anyway, so that was the opening, but then we went back a couple weeks ago before a movie just to like have a drink and a snack to like see it in its more like natural state. Yes. The vibe was a lot more appropriate at that time. Like relaxed. Yeah. Toned down. Yeah. Littered with people working on their screenplays. <laughs> yeah. And I do mean littered. Yeah. I mean, the, there was like a couple across from when we were sitting at the bar and I could see this person's screenplay like up on their laptop. So. Same. <laughs> yeah. So a lot of people ordering one coffee and then working on a screenplay for several hours. So, and I guess like, again, because they have these like gigantic chairs. Um, there aren't that many chairs. There aren't that many chairs. And I guess like, because the chairs are so big, then you can't really fit in too many tables as well. And then you can't, you can't take the food and drink out of the lounge area into the sort of lobby seating unless it's like in a take like takeout container or like a plastic cup. And I don't really want to like drink a cocktail out of a plastic cup to be quite honest. So yeah, it's kills the vibe. So we'd like sat at the little bar, like they had a couple bar stools and like cleared off a space for us or whatever. But yeah, we made, we took up space in this Varda lounge. <laughs> <laughs> we made space for ourselves. Yeah. And then eventually we got a table, but, uh, yeah, it's like, uh, people, <laughs> if you're just going to work on your screenplay, sit in the lounge area, get your cocktail or get your coffee to go. I mean, it's insanely Instagrammable to mm -hmm. work on my screenplay in the Varda lounge, mm -hmm. but take the a little, little pick of the... my latte half drank with my laptop. Sure. Boom. Yeah. But like the little lounge area, like where the theaters are, is not that. It's kind of nice. Like they have those big chairs, those big comfy chairs with a little table and the little countertop seating as well. Like outside by the bathroom on the third floor or? Yeah, yeah. Like outside by the bathroom on the third floor. And yeah, then they have the little nice. high top. Like it's not, you know, the lounge, I guess, is a bit more of a vibe, but it's not like terrible if you're just like typing or whatever. Yeah, it really kind of feels like maybe the door should to the bar the lounge should be like right between the theaters. Mm, and then like in the hallway. hallway space. Yes. The hallway space is then turned into like actual seating mm. instead of just these benches where you can stare at the wall where there's four female filmmaker films. Oh yeah. <laughs> From the scavenger hunt. Anyway. Yeah. So, but like all in all, like a good vibe and I, th uh, yeah, I, but I do feel like it's kind of got to be a place where you're like popping in having your drink or whatever and then like keeping it moving like you're not just sort of sitting there for hours on end yeah i do enjoy having another option in the tiff building mm -hmm. for when i'm going to see a movie mm -hmm. but we have 30 minutes to kill yeah minutes to kill yeah and the discount obviously is enticing because like the luma lounge you don't get any sort of discount although i guess it has like a wider food option and a lot more seating so Sort of depends on like the vibe, but I'd like to go back, I think for like a daytime, like go get a coffee or a tea and like a pastry kind of thing. Um, yeah, I want that round croissant for sure. Okay. Well, 
we'll make sure you get it. Okay. Uh, other things we did at TIFF <laughs> recently, the member appreciation weekend. Uh-huh. Appreciating you specifically for paying $100 mm-hmm. and giving me free movie tickets and discounts off my popcorn. Thank you. I mean, you're welcome. Yeah. So there was like a whole, I guess it was a weekend, but then on, there was a day of just like, I guess, activations within the building for members. So there was like the scavenger hunt, which was kind of fun. So you went around the building and you had to find things and whatever. Um, And then there was a little prize at the end, which was either a 2023 festival tote bag or a 2023 festival program book. (laughs) Um, I took the program book because the person like running the scavenger hunt convinced me that like the book had a higher retail value. So I was like, I'll go for the more expensive free thing, but I also have more tote bags than I could like ever use. And I kind of feel like if I'm going to add another tote bag to the roster, it's like got to be really special. Mm. So I opted to go for the book. So I have that. Um, They had like a spin the wheel thing for prizes. And so we got a couple of the Ghibli postcards, which is fine. So I'll frame those at some point. That seemed like one of the best prizes you could get other than the secret prize, which they weren't really clear specifically Mm -hmm. on what it was. Something for your phone. Yeah. I feel like, was it a pop socket or those? Do people still use those things? People use pop sockets all the time. Do they? I tried the pop socket. Couldn't get into it. What was wrong with it? What was does it fit your hand? Um, well, I just found it's like if you ever want to put your phone in a pocket, like the, if you're wearing like jeans, like in the back pocket of your jeans, it's like harder to get it in and out of or fit it into a pocket. And it just, yeah, generally makes the phone bulkier. So if you have like a smaller bag or smaller purse, then again, you're just like adding extra bulk and it doesn't sort of slide in as much because you've got this huge like little bump on the back. I don't know. Well, you have a lot of phone discipline too. You don't need a pop socket. You're not on your phone all the time. Like Yeah, and I'm not watching normie. a movie on my phone or something like that. Like if like if freak. I watch anything, it's like something that's a very short video and Yeah, or I'm like reading an article, which I would do vertically, not horizontally anyway. I don't know. So yeah, the pop socket never really stuck with me. But yeah, so maybe it was a pop socket or uh, I don't know, a case, but cases are tricky because like everyone's got a different type of phone and like cases become obsolete so quickly. So anyway, we'll never know because we didn't get the secret prize. So we were happy with the postcards we got. Yeah, the postcards. Great. Like that's kind of what I wanted. I can't remember what the other prizes were, but like that one to me was like a coveted prize. So. Um, and then, the, yeah, there was like we got free popcorn at the fr- at the free movie we went to see, which was great. It was great. Let's be real. Yeah, no the, butter. The free popcorns. Gotta start coming with butter. Mm-hmm. Layered butter. Oh, yeah, I agree. But I don't know if it's like too logistically complicated to be. Plus, it's like they're like those bags are going to be sitting there for like. Yeah. At least an hour or something, you know, because the concession staff has to like prep that. So it's like, well, it's then it would be soggy. So, so you can't do it soak that way. through. I mean, you have to have like a, you know, butter gun. Yeah. You need, you need a, need a butter gun and like somebody standing there like spraying it on request. So yeah. 
I don't know. Which, I mean, maybe it's not impossible, you know, TIFF's a large organization. They yeah, can there's a lot of people working concessions. Yeah. They can uh, get someone on butter detail for those of us who like buttered popcorn. But you know what? It's free. I ain't mad at that. So I'll take a free popcorn. And then, yeah, there was like discounts at the store too, but we didn't buy anything. And there was also the poster sale, but I feel like all the good ones must have sold out immediately because like when we went to the poster area, it was like pretty picked over. There wasn't really much left. That was probably the most for the film community at large, the membership. Mm-hmm. I assume that was probably the most hyped up part and like the most like hardcore members were like, I'm showing up at the poster sale, nine oh one AM. Yeah, I think it opened at noon, so I don't know if people were going at nine. Lining but, up. Uh, <laughs> but like getting a yeah, poster yeah. that's actually used, I assume, to display a movie at TIFF, like on the walls. Mm-hmm. Most of what those are for. Yeah, I think it's just like leftovers from like the festival or from movies that played at the light box. Because yeah. I think, yeah, they'll get like tons of promotional materials sent in and you know, maybe some of it they archive and keep, but like, obviously it's impossible to like keep all that stuff. So yeah, it kind of makes sense to just sell it off. But, uh, I, yeah, I feel like all the really good ones probably went immediately. Yeah. Like people show up early and then just like get all the good ones. And the ones that were left were kind of just like, well, I either like don't really want to display this or I just haven't seen the movie. So. Yeah. We don't need to have a, Based on what you've told me, a son of Saul. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want a son of Saul poster. As much as I did like the movie, but I don't need a giant son of Saul poster staring at you room. every yeah. day. <laughs> um, yeah, so nice member appreciation weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fun. I was appreciated. Obviously, we saw subsequently Anatomy of a Fall, mm-hmm. which was free. Yeah. Um, so that was very nice. Mm-hmm. I do want to ask, like, do you think the germ of the idea for the member appreciation weekend was we got a lot of shit in the storage room and we need to give it away somehow. <laughs> so some, we need ideas on how to give this, these posters and these booklets and tote bags mm-hmm. and prizes away. Yeah. I mean, I know that they do like they do the they've done the member appreciation weekend before in past years. But yeah, I think like definitely like at least from the perspective of like the prize giving is like, yeah, like we've got overstock of merchandise. We need to give stuff away. And so like even like the Ghibli postcards, it's like, well, maybe that like pack or there were a couple packs that got like damaged or something. So it's like, oh, we can just give this give this away kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, just, you know, when a lot of the prizes are like from the 2023 festival, it's like, yeah, we need to get rid of stuff because what are we going to do with it? Like, no one's necessarily going to buy it. I mean, like some of that stuff will sell in the store at like a deep discount at a certain point, I guess. But yeah, I think it's kind of just like, okay, we can like do this fun activity and like give some discounts to the membership and whatever, but like also just like make the prize stuff that like we need to get rid of because we're going to be printing stuff for the 2024 festival before you know it. So yeah. I mean, same with the poster sale, right? It's just like, okay, we've got a poster sale for sure. We've got all these posters that we don't have space for. And it's like, are we just going to destroy them or like, what do we do? So 
you know, sell them off and yeah. But whatever, I mean, you know, if there's something there that you like, like a movie that you like, then it's a pretty sweet deal. So yeah, I don't know. Whatever. You got to get rid of stuff. We all know what's going on. <laughs> we all I know what I'm handed a 2023 program book that uh, it's just because <laughs> they need space in their storage areas. Well, that's what being a TIFF member is all about. Mm-hmm. At Getting the cast off. At the $100 level. Mm-hmm. One day we will be at the $50,000 level or whatever the top <laughs> prize is yeah. so we can buy our TIFF tickets three days early. <laughs> that's the perk yeah go to the Varda lounge before anyone else get those round croissants before it touches anybody else's lips <laughs> can't wait for all those perks okay so we are in november mm-hmm. uh 12 days into november yep and we're gonna do our spooktober episode at this point <laughs> what we watched in spooktober yeah well november is still pretty scary so yeah, in, in terms of temperatures and your body heat. Yeah. They're, it's terrifying. It is. Um, Spooktober started pretty strong, mm-hmm. then maybe got derailed by... Um, Me being in Vancouver for a week for work. Yes, by yeah. our... Uh, My job. <laughs> yeah, some of our... It was going strong, and then, yes, that happened and <laughs> made it a bit harder, but we'll still chat about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like we watched some good ones. I'm just looking at my list. Well, I guess we kind of started it in September because we watched I Know What You Did Last Summer at the end of September. Yeah, we started it a day or two early. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, like I saw like back in 1997. And honestly, I think it still holds up. It's a good, fun teen horror movie. I agree. It also it holds up. I think I still know what you did last summer is stupid. The second one, which yeah. we we watched in October. Yes. Yeah. The second one's a little dumb, but I also like, I feel like the movie kind of knows that it's dumb in a way. Like it's just so over the top. Like it becomes a little bit camp, if you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. So. I think that you could have just taken the concept of I know what you did last summer and done like a bunch of sequels, but with totally different characters. Mm. Like, and that would have been better than doing for some reason, continuing the Jennifer love Hewitt character. Yeah, But you have to remember like at this point in time, she was like a huge star. Same with Freddie Prince jr. Like they were both really big stars in the sort of late nineties, early two thousands. So in a way, like it makes sense because of like their star power to kind of continue them on in the series. I will say like, I do not remember Jack Black from I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Like that, I have no recollection of him being in the movie. And so that was like kind of funny. Like his character is just so. <laughs> his breakout role. Yeah, his breakout role. before years Before or... Tenacious D or whatever. Maybe this was during Tenacious D. Who knows? To me, his breakout role is School of Rock. This predates School of Rock. I know. I'm just saying oh, like he like, broke yeah, out, yeah, yeah. but then like he really broke out with Yeah, like he was just doing School like random Rock. comedic relief type of roles like this. Yeah. And, and then, then School of Rock was like a big leading leading role. And yeah. then he was like Jack Black was everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, before Jack Black was School of Rock, he was like some sort of like I don't know, stoner guy, and I still know what you did last summer. Very strange role. <laughs> but uh 
Yeah, like good sort of campy fun, the second one and whatever. So we kicked off Spooktober in Spooktember with I Know What You Did Last Summer. Good times. Keep it rolling. Um, Then we did In the Mouth of Madness, I guess like as our first official Spooktober movie, um, which I liked a lot. It's freaky. It's weird. Eldritch horror film. Eldritchy horror. You wouldn't say so? I don't even know what those words mean. What? Like Lovecraftian. Oh, okay. (laughs) Sure. Who doesn't love a creepy town? It's easy. You go to a creepy town, some things are off. The locals looking at you a little strange. Mm -hmm. You could make a hundred movies out of that. There's something spooky going on under the church. Mm -hmm. But I do like the sort of, you know, it's like the book becomes real. And so that aspect of it was pretty cool. Yeah, it's sort of slim pickings. Would you say Dark City is a spooky movie? Yeah, I would say. It's kind of like a sci-fi, dystopian society, kind of spooky, freaky. We definitely watched it as a Spooktober movie for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was kind of cool. I mean, again, I think I watched this movie like back in the day, but I don't have like a strong recollection of it. But I think it holds up for the most part. I think some of the like ending didn't totally work just in terms of like some of the visual effects of it. But I think otherwise it's kind of like it's got a lot of style. I feel like it's sort of I feel like there was a lot of movies in the late 90s where it was just like weird technology was freaky and scary like it's you know it's sort of just before it's like the year before the matrix came out and um so yeah there was this sort of like connection with like horror and tech or like technical advances and that kind of stuff so yeah i think it's like a good um mystery mystery noir yeah yeah I think it's cool to see Rufus Sewell since I haven't really ever seen him in anything before Man in the High Castle. Mm, okay. And he's like the only good part of that show mm-hmm. was seeing him as like in his younger days mm-hmm. was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then I guess like we sort of finished Spooktober by watching Suspiria on Halloween, the original Suspiria, because we have seen the remake. A couple years ago. Yes. But not the original. But I, I like the original a lot. Like I thought it was a fun way to sort of cap off the month. It's like pretty scary. Um, for its time, I guess. Like it's pretty freaky. But also like a very weird movie and very stylish. Just in terms of the look and the color and everything. Yeah, look, color, music, mm-hmm. very stylish. Yeah, music. I could definitely, Suspiria, after watching this, is like one of those instances where it's like, I understand that I'm like stupid about movies mm. or like I'm such a novice because like we watched the this one, the original, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I clearly like the remake more mm. and the images from the remake stick with me more. Mm-hmm. And then like I go read reviews or what people think and they're like, the remake is such a like hollow version of mm. the original because it has none of the style yeah. at all of the original. And even though I picked up on the style mm-hmm. in the original, 
still didn't occur to me that like original has none of that really it's very straightforward stylistically mm-hmm. but like i guess the scene in the original in the remake worth the dancer like her body being crushed yeah that's pretty freaky like sticked with stayed with me so mm-hmm. much like stuck in my head and that sort of thing made me like the remake more yeah i'd say like the remake is maybe a bit more scary in a way yeah i think so and I think the remake has more to do with dance, which it, I yeah, also yeah. I feel like there's more really dance sequences in the remake, whereas this is like set at the dance school, but you see less of them dancing and performing. It's also shorter, much shorter. Mm-hmm. The remake is quite a long, longer movie. Yeah, and it has all those other like subplots mm-hmm. going on. I do think the scene in the original that sort of hits like the hits similarly to the remake scenes is when the woman, one of the characters falls into the pit of barbed wire. Yeah. <laughs> which is like one of those like, <gasps> well, it's a great scene because it's like very tense and she's like trying to escape and she's locked out whatever is chasing her and she's piling all these things up to climb to that tiny window. And you think she's like finally, finally okay. And then lands on that pile of barbed wire <laughs> anyway, but it's also very freaky but it's kind of, you know, funny in a dark way. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. And I guess like when you're remaking a movie, you kind of don't want to make it exactly the same as the original. Like you, what's the point of remaking something to just make it the same, you know? So I guess like if you're going to remake something, you have to sort of come with like a bit of a different perspective and style and stuff. So like I do, I did quite like the remake, but. I think I probably prefer the original just because it's like maximalist in a way, just with the color and the style and the music and like everything going for it. What do you think is the scariest movie you've ever seen? You can't say Babadook because I know it's Babadook, but other than Babadook. <laughs> other than Babadook, Babadook is very scary. Um, I don't know. I mean, Goodnight Mommy freaked me out too. Just like the torture stuff. I don't like. Have you seen that? Yeah. With the twins? Yeah, Yeah. I've seen it. That freaked me out a lot. I'm trying to think of other stuff that I found really scary. Like, have you ever watched something and then it's affected your behavior in real life because you're so scared of it? Or it's like stuck with you? I'm trying to think. I mean, I'm sure there's something that I would have seen as a child, but I just can't think of anything off the top of my head right now. I don't know. Do you have something? You want to say your thing? <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of anything. I mean, I definitely think like the original Paranormal Activity. Mm, yeah, it's pretty. It, it's pretty freaky. Yeah, that one scared me too. I don't know. Original Blair Witch. I mean, I guess I would have seen that when I was pretty young too. Yeah, I, w- I w- think I saw it when I was two. Like I would have seen Blair Witch after I saw something like Paranormal Activity. Mm, okay. Because I'm stupid. <laughs> So it didn't have the same effect, but obviously, yes, it is very scary. Mm -hmm. But I'm sure if I had seen that as a child, I would have been destroyed by it. Yeah. I know, like, it's not a movie, but, like, I went to summer camp, and one time at summer camp, our, like, camp counselor started telling us scary stories. Whoa. Was it, like, an overnight camp, or? It was a day camp. Oh, day camp. (laughs) It's, like, bright. It's, like. Bright sunlight. Uh, well, it's so <laughs> rocked my world. <laughs> and one of the stories was about 
this girl who's like staying home alone with her dog and she, oh yeah did i tell you this or no but it's like a common story like about like someone's like licking her hand yeah 100 yeah. that's exactly what the story <laughs> is and then literally for like the story i don't know if the version of the story is like they go to the bathroom and they like open the shower mm-hmm. and then it's like murderers can lick hands too and blood on the wall yeah 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 and like for years i would every time i go to the bathroom open the bathroom curtain to check behind it because i was so scared of that damn look down make sure it's your dog and not like (laughs) some man yeah so that was definitely something that has affected me in my life do you still do that no i don't do it anymore okay i won't judge you if you do I think I've got past that. I look behind the shower curtain sometimes. Sometimes you just gotta. Make sure no one's there. Yeah. I don't know. There's there's not a lot of security in this building. (laughs) Make sure there's no cat hiding in there. Oh, yeah. Because he loves to do that. (laughs) Anyway, freaky. Any other spooky stories, Halloween stories of your youth you want to share? Ghost stories? Have you had any ghost encounters? I don't know that I have. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Mm-hmm. Well, I used, I guess this isn't a Halloween thing, but in when I guess like in grade school, I had a friend who would have these like epic birthday party sleepovers. Did I tell you these stories? And we'd always, she had like a pool, like she lived, I can't remember if she lived like in Scarborough or somewhere like further north in East York anyway, but she had like a pool at her house, this like big house and she would invite like a bunch of people over for like a pool party sleepover. And then she would always, and we'd always watch like a scary movie and she'd do like a prank, like her and her dad would like do a prank. And so like one year, I think one year we were watching Poltergeist, which is a pretty scary movie. Um, And she like, and this is like VHS time. And somehow I think they like spliced in into the movie, like whatever tape we were watching, like her voice like because it's like the kid gets stuck in the TV or whatever and there's like the static and you hear the voice but it was her voice and she like snuck away from the group so we like hear her voice as we're watching this movie and it's just like where is she and it's all scary and then like another time I remember something like I can't remember what movie we were watching but she like late at night it was like we all got wrangled to come out at come out to like the pool and she's like, there's something in the pool. I don't know what it is. And like her dad was like hiding in the pool and then like jumped out. And I don't know. Anyway, this was like a summer birthday party. So it's like not exactly Halloween time, but it was still like a sort of spooky inspired um, birthday. Did the pranks get you every time or did you know like, oh, this is the part of the birthday where I'm getting pranked? No, well, because I only want to, I think she was like a grade above me. Uh, yeah, was she? I think she might have been a grade above me. So I only went twice, like I guess, I don't know what grades I would have been in, like fourth and fifth grade maybe, and she was in fifth and sixth. And then my school only went up to the sixth grade, and then we all went somewhere else for junior high. Anyway, but so I guess I didn't know. Well, I guess I knew the second time. But, you know, you're sort of like, I don't think anyone was like so scared that they're like, I need to call my parents, but you know, it was kind of like freaky. Like it kind of scares you at first a little bit. And then you kind of like knew it was kind of like more like funny, like a funny, fun prank. Like we're all having fun, a bunch of girls at a sleepover kind of thing. 
But I don't think it was like so terrifying. I think it was kind of just like freaky, like what's going on? And like everyone's like screaming and laughing and whatever. So, but yeah, epic birthday parties. So that was cool. That's my spooky story. Sounds tight. Yeah, it was. Don't know where this person is anymore, but she had killer parties (laughs) back in the day. I guess that's it. Spooktober's over. Some pretty sick haunted houses, I got, like, or Halloween decorations that we saw. Yeah. (laughs) This has nothing to do with movies anymore, but. Dragons are a big theme. Yeah, dragons were a big theme. I'm not sure why, but dragons really came hard this year for Halloween. That one house that had, like, the haunted house in the garage looked pretty cool. Yeah. All the animatronic freaky things. Anyway, (laughs) none of this is usable. This is very usable. It'll be in there. Will it? We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to call it a day. We're calling it a day. (laughs) So thank you for listening and we'll see you in three months. Bye for the top 10. (laughs) 